Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So yeah, please do support Surfshark as I've just mentioned there. Today though, I am joined by Goals, Neil Jones. Uh, we're going to be talking about Nico Williams, about Nat Phillips, a little bit of Harry Wilson, Grewich, a few of the squad players and stuff like that, as well as Kelleher's new contract and Mo Salah and Canati potentially not going to the Olympics. Neil, thank you so much for joining us. Mate. Let's get straight into it then. The Nico Williams situation looks like he may want to leave Liverpool Football Club. Can you give us a little overview of what's happened so far and where you think this will lead to? Yeah, I think I think it's a mix of a few things. I think one, yeah, he, he may want to leave Liverpool Football Club. I think Liverpool also see a, a chance to to make what they would deem decent money on someone who probably isn't going to play regularly first team football. He is or he is part of the first team squad, but he's very much a backup for for Trent Alexander Arnold. I think they see there's an opportunity there in this difficult time financially with the pandemic and with the market and. Um, the insecurities that that brings that they might be able to just do a deal that maybe suits all parties um, from my perspective it'd be a bit disappointing I think you know to see a young player leave especially one who's worked as hard as Nico's worked to, to, to get into that first team squad his development over the last two years really you know has been pretty pretty rapid and to the point where he's now playing at the Euros for Wales you know he's starting games in, in a major tournament at, at 20 years of age Um so yeah, it would be it would be disappointing, but I think Liverpool maybe are being a bit pragmatic with it and saying that well if if there's interest there and if the player himself is not sort of not averse to the idea of leaving, then it might just be something that that, that suits everyone um, apart from me. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I think you know, just sort of moving away from the article slightly, um, but hitting a few t- touch points from it. Obviously, you mentioned Wolves, Southampton, Leeds could all potentially be interested in Nico. I think every Liverpool fan, myself included, is a bit like, well, he's the right back cover. You know, are Liverpool going to spend that ten million pounds if they get it, if they sell him on another right back? I mean, but there's the problem, isn't it, Neil? Is that how do you sign a back up? for a world-class 22-year-old. It's just not a situation you're supposed to be in, is it? I mean, I know how to sign a backup player for a 30-year-old right-back who's world-class because you get a young lad who's going to be ready in two to three years. But as Nico sees it, he's probably going, he could have 13 years behind Trent Alexander-Arnold there. It's such a difficult position for the club because Trent's so good and so young, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And they have a similar position. Problem really at left, left back didn't he with Simicast and you know they ended up having to to buy someone that probably probably they wouldn't have bought as a first they never they never considered him as a first choice left back I don't think you know long term but I think the, the 
the, the issue is probably do you have to maybe look at your backup is someone who plays in a number of positions, i.e., you know, a, a James Milner. I know, I know, people don't like James Milner a fullback, but he does, he does a job there, absolutely fine. Joe Gomez has done it in the past. Obviously, I don't I, personally, I don't think Joe Gomez as a right back is is anything like as effective as Joe Gomez as centre back, or or anyone else as a right back, to be honest. But um, Alex Oxley Chamberlain potentially in the squad who maybe you could you could sort of see playing the odd game at home as as a right fullback. I mean. Mention of Connor Bradley, who's obviously already played for Northern Ireland, but you know you're talking about Nico Williams being two years in advance of him. You look look at Keanu Hoover, who went to Wolves last year, who was advanced of, of him. They weren't they weren't of the level or deemed of the level to to play regularly. So the idea that you could say about a 17 year old Connor Bradley who's come over, you know, had one season in the academy, and you can sort of say, well, yeah, he's going to be part of the thinking. I, I don't see that being the case personally. So. It is, a, it is a challenge. You're banking a lot on Trent not getting injured. Uh, you're banking a lot on Robertson not getting injured. And we've seen other clubs have, have similar problems. You know, you think of Spurs with Harry Kane, you know, how how difficult they found it by a striker, really, that can come in and, and you know, yeah, everyone wants to have the great backups, but only a few, a handful of clubs really in the world can afford to sort of keep um, world-class players on their bench and, and, and keep them happy and pay them the wages that they want. It's, it's so true, isn't it? It's so difficult. I mean, you know, one name that you didn't mention, and I hope to God we don't see him at right back, but Fabinho's done it a handful of times for Brazil. We know that as well. And that's the, it's a real, I think it's a real issue, isn't it? I think, you know, Liverpool's trying to get cover for Trent Alexander Arnold, but, you know, maybe there is somebody within the squad a few players as you've mentioned there that could do I think another one um, another big talking point I suppose at the moment Neil is Nat Phillips now you've just interviewed him for goal actually brilliant article by the way mate Um, some real insight into what Nat uh, is thinking at the moment can you tell the viewers of redmentv.com where you think Nat is having actually spoken to him yeah um, I mean I think he's I wouldn't say he's resigned to the fact that he's going to leave Liverpool. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. But I think he's very much realistic about the idea that the chances are, and, it, and it, again, it depends. Like Nico Williams, like all all transfers, it depends on the money on the table from from another club, whether it's twelve, fifteen million pounds potentially for, for someone like him. I think he's of the of the mindset that when that when that offer comes, the chances are Liverpool are going to say, "There's your there's your chance," you know. And when Liverpool do say it, I think he'll take that chance. Uh, you know, I I don't um I don't see him sort of digging his heels in and saying no, I'm going to stay and I'm going to I'm going to you know be, I'm going to show you that I can be first choice for for Liverpool. I don't think he's I don't I don't think that's in his mind. I think he's realistic about that he's had a good run this season. You know, twenty twenty games this season, major part in Liverpool finishing in the top three, but he's under no illusions that once Gomez is back fit, once Van Dijk's back fit, once Matip's back fit, once Canate's ingratiated, then you've still got Fabinho, you've still got Henderson who's shown that they could and, and played ahead of Nat, don't forget, you know, at times last season. Um you've still got Reese Williams at the club, you've still got Ben Davis at the club, you know, the 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 congestion at centre back, if everyone is fit, and I know that's a big if given what happened last season, but is is huge. So I don't think he's I don't think he's sort of particularly worried or particularly, you know, sad or concerned about the situation. I think he's just accepting of it. And I think he'll wait and see what develops. And I think one thing's for sure, and, you know, he says it himself in the interview, that compared to sort of 12 months ago, the options that he's going to have on the table this this summer 
whether it's staying at Liverpool or going on to a Premier League club, most likely, um, are far greater than the options he would have had last this time last year. I think that's right. One thing that I always sort of think about with transfers is we always think of a winner and a loser in transfer situations, but it's possible for both to be a winner, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's possible that Nat can go somewhere else and have a great career and that's good for him. You know, he gets the football that he needs, he hits the heights that he wants to hit and Liverpool get good money for him at the same time. Yeah. You know, obviously we we, all, we know all about Liverpool's, you know, how they act in the market and they want to make money on players and stuff like that. You sell high, don't you? That's the idea. Yeah. And yeah. I can't imagine that if Nat Phillips sits on the bench, this is the highest he's going to be worth. Yeah. I'd guess. Yeah. So it's a good situation for Liverpool to be in. And one thing that I did pull from that interview, though, is that Nat's focused on coming back at Liverpool, which says to me, knows, as you've sort of alluded to there, that he wants to come back for pre-season, he'll work hard. But if Liverpool's situation changes, he's ready to adapt. Is that sort of fair? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's that there. The, the other side of it is, obviously, you don't know yet how Virgil, Joe Gomez, Joel Matip, how quickly they get back into the rhythm of things. You know, there's every chance with with the Joe Gomez or the Van Dyke that they pick up a, a secondary injury and a thigh a thigh strain, a calf strain, a, a hamstring, whatever it may be, you know, as they as they ease back into the load of playing matches and training every day and, you know, doing the full the full sessions. So there is that risk. I think um from yeah, you're right about about selling high and, and, and maintaining the value. You know, you you think back really, don't you, you know, you you see the reaction to to the, this news of Nico Williams and and Nat Phillips and you see the the sort of outcry that comes from some supporters. But you think if you'd have said in October you're going to get fifteen million pounds or twelve million pounds or ten million pounds for Nat Phillips, you, you, people are saying, well, you know, Michael Edwards is a genius. All of a sudden it becomes, you know, well, no, we 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 need a we need a fifth and sixth choice centre back at the club. And so you have to balance those two things off, you know. I don't think many people would be happy, for example, if Nico Williams was starting the first Premier League game of the season, but yet they want him to they want him to sit and, you know, twiddle his thumbs in the in the squads. You know, I, I think I think these two players, and I think Nat says it himself in the interview I did with him, and he, he actually says it in quotes that I didn't use, which I can I can tell you now. I mean, he, he says that he started late in professional football. I mean, he made his made his competitive debut, I think, when he was twenty-two. Um and he feels like he's wasted sort of already four years of his career because some players have got 100, 150 games by the time they're 22. He had Trent. He made, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, look at Reese Williams now, for example. Reese Williams is a couple of years younger. I think Reese Williams has got five, four, four times maybe as many games in professional game or, you know, senior games. So it's not, um, there's no time to waste for him. And I think he feels like he's, you know, he, I'm, he's not saying he's proven himself good enough for Liverpool or he's proven himself that he should be partnering Van Dijk, but he's proven that he can play professional football at a good level. And to go that from that to sort of sitting waiting for the, the Carabao Cup draw or hoping that, you know, Joel Mata pulls up with an injury or, you know, Canati doesn't settle or whatever it may be, it's, it's not really sort of, you know, something that appeals at this moment in time to him. I'm just going to pull back on a thread that you mentioned just slightly earlier about Van Dijk, Gomez, Matip potentially picking something up in maybe pre-season, the training, what you were talking about then. Do you think Liverpool would probably prefer, if possible, to leave the Nat Phillips sale till as late as possible, thinking about that? Possibly. Possibly they've done... Yeah, I mean, the the risk you have then is obviously you, you, you sort of... You, 
your suitors go and find someone else, you know. So so Burnley, Burnley go and buy it, you know. They bought a guy from Stoke, I think. Or they're buying a guy from Stoke, but they, they go and buy another one. Brighton go and, you know, spend their money elsewhere. And all of a sudden, then your offers are less money or they're loan, loan to buy offers or their offers that Nat doesn't fancy. So I think there is there are risks associated with that. And it's, it's also difficult because you could sort of leave it to the end of August. And as we saw last year, we could leave it, and then and then two weeks after the transfer deadline closes, the injuries come anyway. So you know you're not really the the risk. The risk is there either way. Um, at the inter- I mean, another interesting one will be to see what they do with Reese with with Reece Williams, who I think I, I to me looks like a prime candidate to go on a decent decent sized loan this time round and see where he goes. But then you also, I mean, something in the back of my mind, I think, and I wonder, it does make me wonder with it. Are Liverpool so burnt by what happened last season that they just say to one of the one of those two, whether it's Reese, whether it's not, whether it's Ben Davis, look, you're gonna to have to take some short-term pain for the for the good of the club, and we're gonna keep you around. We're gonna keep you around till January because we can't risk being in a situation where we've got nobody to play centre back in November and December. So it is difficult. It's going to be Ben Davis, isn't it? And he's not going to get a game because we're not going to get any injuries. It's you. <laughs> you've said it yeah. yourself, mate. You've yeah. already had the short-term pain. We're going to extend that to medium to long-term pain, yeah. t- pain Ben. <laughs> Does he, Ben Davis? He doesn't get talked about. And, you know, he, he, he's become this sort of, I wouldn't say figure of fun, but he's become this sort of, you know, like, like what's going Does on. Does he exist? Hologram yeah, Davies. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know it's, it, I, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him sort of, at least get the chance to play at Anfield. I think you've played at Anfield more than him, haven't you, since he signed it? <laughs> you know, it'd be nice to get the chance to do that, you know, because he he's not he's not what people say he is. He's not this sort of, you know, competition winner who's just rocked up at Liverpool. He, he is a serious player. He's played a lot of professional games. So it'd be nice to see him at least get a pre-season game or two under his belt. Yeah, uh, I hope he doesn't perform anywhere near like I did at Anfield because uh, he wouldn't be getting a move back anywhere near where he played before us. Um, okay, we'll move it on then. Um, just uh, not not long on these guys, but Harry Wilson, Grewich, Rigi, Minamino, Shakiri. Do you think these are lads that are likely to go out? Yeah, I think Wilson and Grewich almost certainly. I think they've reached the the ceiling of their loan sort of shelf life. I think they've, they've, they've had so many loans. You know, Wilson's had four, I think, five maybe. Um, Grewich has probably had around the same. I don't think you can keep loaning these players out to 24, 25. I think you have, at some point you have to cut them free. And, you know, whether that means you accept a little bit less than what you might have hoped for at another time. Uh, probably probably Liverpool have probably missed Harry Wilson's peak. Probably the Bournemouth, the end of the Bournemouth loan was probably the peak for him. Maybe Gruwich, you could say the same. Although we had a decent half season at, at Porto, so I think they they'll definitely go. I don't think we'll see all three of Shakiri, Minamino, and Origi go because I think that would again that would just be, be a bit of a risk too far. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if one or two of those went. I think Origi's the likeliest to go. I think he's probably without the loan element, he's probably at the limit of his sort of you know how how much can someone take of just being sort of around as a backup. Um, Shakiri Minamino, I think you probably could get another season out of in in that regard, um, and probably Origi would out of the three, I say, would probably command the biggest fee as well. So I'd expect at least one of those those three to leave, maybe two, but I wouldn't say all three. Yeah, what about Shaq and his value with the Euros and, and his performances? Yeah. Do you think people would be looking at that thinking, oh, he can still do it when he's the focus of the team rather than being a backup? Um, yeah, but I mean, Shakiri's one of them, isn't he? I don't. Shakiri never surprises me. You know, when he plays, his quality never surprises me. 
the he's issue a quality is, player. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. He's, he's, I mean, he's what's that? Four tournaments I think he scored in for Switzerland. Now he's their all-time tournament leading goal scorer. Yeah, he's done it in the Premier League. He's done it in the Bundesliga. He's done it in Serie A. He's done it in the Champions League. But the issue with Shakiri is is his fitness and the amount of games he's missed over the last couple of seasons. And he's had a lot of muscle injuries. He's not been available at bad times really for Liverpool when they've when they've been short of players. Cater's in a bit of the same situation when they've been short of players. Shakiri, Cater, Oxley, Chamberlain—they've been missing as well, and they haven't been able to benefit from the sort of the injury crisis, if you like. They've been part of it, so I think that's the bigger question for Shakiri: is you know which club is going to pay however much money for someone who, over the last two or three years, has not got a history of playing 25, 30, 40 games a season. Mm, absolutely. Um, okay, then we'll move on. Then Mo Salah, uh, Ibrahim Akanate, um looks like they could be playing a full part in pre-season for Liverpool. Um, this is obviously really good news, isn't it? And this is because Liverpool can actually reject um, yeah. the the Egyptian FA coming in because it's not recognised as a FIFA tournament. It's a mad one because obviously every Liverpool fan, myself anyway, I'll speak for myself, not every Liverpool fan, we're all happy. I'm happy that Mo Salah's not going to the Olympics, but that will strain, I believe, Liverpool and Mo's relationship because we know how important playing for Egypt and leading that country is to Mo Salah. Is there rumblings here of, of anything so far? No, no, I don't think so. I think I think Egypt have tried to put a lot of pressure on Liverpool and and and, and repeatedly do so and I understand why because Egypt the Egyptian national team is Mo Salah you know uh, to, to a large well to a, almost a, a complete extent so the idea of them not having him for a tournament like that which they, they're intending to win obviously um, doesn't won't sit well with their FA won't sit well with their public and, and their supporters but no I don't I don't think there's I think there's an understanding of Salah especially with the African nations potentially coming up in in um January, isn't it? Obviously, of next year, that the you know the idea of him going for a month in at the start of the season, a month in the middle of the season, and you know Liverpool just being sort of fine with that, I think was, I think he's he's realistic enough. He might he might have a bit of an ego on him, or he might have a bit of a sort of sense of self worth, but he's not silly. You know, I think he, I think he knows that that was going to be the case. You know, from Canate's perspective, I don't really know his sort of his feelings on the matter, obviously, but I think. It, it would certainly be helpful for him to have the first few weeks of the season with his new club rather than, you know, coming in September time and, and trying to adapt to, to life in a new country, a new league, new new set of teammates. And also you're sort of four weeks behind in terms of the familiarity of, of the way they're playing and the way the season's panning out. So I think it's, it is good news to Liverpool and I think it's no surprise that they've put up a fight um, and they're right to do so. Yeah, the uh, Egyptian FA president, Ahmed Megahead, what a name, uh, underlined his intention to make one final plea to Liverpool for the re- for the release of his country's star man. So I do not want to say that it is impossible for Salah to participate the Olympics, but it is difficult. Uh, we contacted Liverpool to allow Salah to join the Olympic team and they said they were waiting for approval. In the end, Liverpool refused the request because they do not want to lose the player at the beginning of the season. Uh, I actually looked into their groups. They, so they had Argentina, um, they've got Spain and Australia, I think, was in their group. So, yeah, I mean, four teams to go through. It looked like he might have been coming home on the 28th of July anyway, obviously, if they don't yeah. do anything. Um, so, he would have been back in time for the Premier League season, but missing that pre-season would be, would be massive, wouldn't it? Um, Neil, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Go on, go on. 
just before you finish, you're also risking he's going over to Tokyo. We've already seen some some cases coming over COVID in Tokyo, so you are you are opening up that risk avenue as well. So I think that I wouldn't say that's a major sort of part because obviously players go on international duty, but I think that would have certainly been part of Liverpool's thinking. As you know, he might come home on the 28th of July, but he might have to isolate for 10 days. You might you know there could be there could be a situation yeah. like that. There's a lot of risk attached to letting the player go. Absolutely, mate. Uh, well, listen, Neil, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, go and check out Neil on goal.com. And thank you very much to listening for the, to the Red Men TV. We'll speak to you all soon. ta yeah. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.